Blog Talk Radio. Hi there. I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. And speaking of embracing life, everyone loves a great backstage book filled with juicy tidbits about the stars, and it doesn't get much juicier than Backstage at the View. Author Ramin Satuta has just delivered a real page-turner. No surprise, it's already become an instant New York Times bestseller. It's called Ladies Who Punch, the Explosive Inside Story of the View, and I am so excited that Ramin is joining us to share all about it. So welcome, Ramin. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I, among others of your millions of fans, uh, have, I have to say you really, you you grab lightning with this one. Uh, I'm a view watcher from way back. Uh, I couldn't put the book down, and I'm not the only one. So I, have, I can't wait to find out more uh, and share some of these wonderful tidbits you've come up with. But before we start talking about the book itself, I'm truly fascinated by how you were able to accumulate accumulate so much, I mean, really stunningly personal information. I know you're a longtime entertainment reporter, but still in all, you got the goods, Ramin. So tell us a little bit about the research process and the interview process you went through. So this was a very research-intensive book. It's a big journalistic project. There's a lot of interviews. I talked to over 150 people for this book, everyone from Barbara Walters to Rosie O'Donnell, Star Jones, Joy Behar, Meredith Vieira. And a lot of it was um, being patient, writing letters and emails, explaining what I was trying to do. But it was going to be the definitive book about the show, and I made it clear that it was it would be very important for me to talk to all of the you know different women who had been on the show and all the different producers who had worked on the show. But I actually discovered the view through my mom. I remember growing up, my mom always loved watching the show, and it was a really important show in our household because she was very interested and invested in the show when Barbara Walters created it in 1997. Wow, and and so then so then as a child you kind of grew up with the View and the various co-hosts and the various dramas, etc. <laughs> hey, maybe that was the reason you you started to become interested in becoming an entertainment reporter. I think so. I mean, I remember watching Barbara Walters on TV and watching Rosie O'Donnell on TV and watching them interview and always being very fascinated by sort of the art of how they interviewed people. And so maybe subconsciously, you're right. Absolutely. Growing up and watching great skilled interviewers helped make me into a better interviewer and um, choose this profession. Well, I have to say, though, uh, with The View in particular, I think a lot of these, I mean, although they're very talented and obviously very good at what they do, a lot of the co-hosts on The View had, let's say, outsized egos, so to speak, I think especially some of the moderators. Um, but you write at the beginning that Meredith Vieira was, she was actually kind of a calming force, but boy, the fireworks took off after she left. So tell us a little bit about what happened after Meredith Vieira signed off for the last time. So Meredith Vieira was really everyone's favorite co-host. She's exactly how she is in real life as she was on TV. She's calming, soothing, very collegial, kind, and everyone loved working with her. And in 2006, she gets this great offer to go and be the co-anchor of the Today Show. She leaves The View. Barbara Walters is very concerned about the future of the show 
And in a move to save the show, Barbara asks Rosie O'Donnell to come on board and be the moderator. And then things got very complicated on the show. Well, and Rosie, I mean, there were certain people that she, you know, she really connected with, others that she had difficulties with. And, again, she she was used to hosting her own show, so she kind of wanted to take over, as you, you know, in, in many ways, as you write. The one thing that surprised me at the beginning is I thought she and Elizabeth were always uh, enemies or frenemies or however the, the term is now. But you write, no, they actually started out as friends. Rosie spent a lot of time in the conversations I had with her talking about how she and Elizabeth were actually very close initially, and she wanted to come on board and be a mentor to Elizabeth and help Elizabeth, and she actually reveals in the book that she had a non-sexual work crush on Elizabeth. She really liked Elizabeth, and they were friendly for most of the season, and then things took a turn for the worse, and it became very personal, and Rosie felt as if Elizabeth had betrayed her, and she didn't understand why Elizabeth didn't defend her during sort of one of the personal conversations that they had where Fox News was reporting that Rosie thought our troops were terrorists. Rosie wanted Elizabeth to defend her, and Elizabeth didn't. So in addition to the, you know, the being on opposite sides of the political aisle, uh, there was a lot of personal uh, drama or personal heart feelings involved in all of that. And, and you know, I can see where that, that made the political discussions, you know, that much more highly charged, so to speak. Uh, but I do want to mention, too, uh, in, in addition to all the drama-rama and everything that was going on with the personalities at The View, you also bring out the fact that the show itself – as far as politicians and uh, political impact, there was a major one that, that, again, kind of goes back to the creator, Barbara Walters. But tell us some of the major milestones that The View uh, uh, prompted or whatever, politically speaking. So The View was a big, important show because Barbara Walters was associated with it. And one of the big moments it had was it was the first place in daytime TV that Barack Obama gave an interview as a sitting president. Because of Barbara Walters' brand, she had access to Hillary Clinton, did a number of interviews on The View. Donald Trump, before he was even thinking about running for public office, was a frequent guest and presence on the show, and he obviously had that very public and nasty feud with Rosie O'Donnell. This is an important show that politicians look at as an important way to get in touch with undecided voters and stay-at-home moms. And we saw that recently with Joe Biden doing his first campaign interview on The View a few days ago. Yeah, I mean, today, now, I think every one of the Democratic candidates uh, uh, have have made an appearance on The View. If not, I mean, again, I I believe each of them, well, maybe not everyone, but pretty much. All the big ones, all the big ones have, because... Because it's almost like you have to go to Iowa, New Hampshire, and The View. You really need to get the show to, to – you need to show viewers that you can take the tough questions. And, you, you know, and it reaches a very important, intelligent demographic of people every single day. Well, and that again, um, I'm old enough to know when you know perhaps a woman, a woman pol- political, a woman's political views might not have been high, all that highly regarded. Things have changed a lot, and I think the view, uh, in a large part, responsible to to the women on the view, and again, in particular, Barbara Walters. But having these kinds of discussions and really getting into the, you know, the meat of of what's going on politically has been so important. 
And it, what made the show really groundbreaking when Barbara Walters created it in 1997 was just that. She was creating a platform for women to go on daytime TV and tell you exactly what they think. And it wasn't always popular. It wasn't always nice. They got into sort of the nitty-gritty of, of things and talked about things in ways that no one else on TV was talking about them. There was a sign in the dressing room that said, Make Sparks. And that's really what they did. Now, sometimes they made sparks that were maybe too big or too explosive. But Barbara was really ahead of her time in a lot of different ways, and in one of the ways it, w- it was by creating The View. Well, and Ramin, I could I could grab you and talk to you all day long because this book is so fascinating on so many levels. But before we go, I have one more question for you. I really want to ask you if, you know, you had all these wonderful interviews, people shared intimate details, like I said, uh, about their lives and their thoughts. Have you had any feedback from the co-hosts since the book came out? I have. I've talked to some of them. Many of them that I've talked to, co-hosts and producers and people that worked on the show, feel like this is a very fair book, and I gave everyone a chance to respond. I fact-checked everything. Um, I was on Jenny McCarthy's um, radio show, and she was very complimentary of the book. And you know, not everyone loves everything in the book, but I really tried my best to be fair and to give everyone a chance to talk. Well, I think you accomplished that and a whole heck of a lot more because this is a can't-put-down book, and I'm not, again, I'm not the only voice out there saying that. So, Ramin, thank you so much for dropping by Feisty Side of 50 and sharing your time, this fascinating book you wrote, and all this information about uh, the ladies who punch. Thank you very much for having me. Well, it's been a treat having you, and I know our audience can't wait to get their hands on this book. I will tell everyone out there from personal experience, this is a real page-turner. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, saying I'll catch you later. Bye-bye.